Watch Queenie, the new original series on Hulu. Who is Queenie? She's in her 20s. She lives in London. She's facing all her first, first major heartbreak, first shitty apartment and soul-sucking job, first therapy session to work through those mummy issues. Can she turn her quarter-life crisis into a revolution? Maybe. Will she make some questionable decisions along the way? Uh, Definitely. The new series, Queenie, premieres June 7th, streaming on Hulu. We know Taco Bell's food is great. They've even got a whole new cantina menu with fresh new ingredients. Taco Bell is not just for late night anymore, with fresh new ingredients like slow-roasted chicken, pico de gallo, purple cabbage, and new avocado verde salsa sauce. Taco Bell is a great destination for your midday fuel. They have amazing menu items like cantina chicken tacos, burritos, and quesadilla. I truly do love Taco Bell. I love a Crunchwrap Supreme. It is one of my favorite things to eat. Ooh, don't wait till it's late. Try the new cantina chicken menu now. Don't you date me? A podcast where me Nicole Byer is exploring love and relationships, even though I've never been in one. My guest today is a hilarious writer whose credits include Jimmy Kimmel Live, Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt, Corporate and Black Monday. Ooh, you know they're the host of the popular podcast. I said no gifts. Which is a it's a show that I was on at uh, one time. It was lovely. I liked it. It's Bridger Weiniger. Bridger. How are you? Listen, it's bad. It rained here in L.A. I said earlier before we started recording, the houses here are made out of marshmallow (laughs) fluff. And once water touches it, they melt away. And it's like you don't have a roof. (laughs) I I kind of wish that was true. I would rather have had my entire thing just disappear at this point. The fact that it's kind of standing up is more annoying because I have to fix it. It's very obnoxious. It is very obnoxious. I don't like it. I... I didn't know you worked at Jimmy Kimmel. I did. That was my first uh, writing job. Well, I was just on Jimmy Kimmel. This has nothing to do with you. But I talked about how I had a terrible vacation in the Bahamas. And I made some enemies in the Bahamas. Oh, you're kidding. Can I read to you some uh, tweets people tweeted at me? (laughs) Please. Okay. Well, one lady made a whole video where she called me uh, Peppa the Pig. No, uh, Peppa Pig Slut. So I changed my Twitter name to Peppa Pig Slut because that made me uh, <laughs> laugh really, really hard. Um, and I said that the pigs don't swim. They just get fed chicken sausage. So they like come to you for it, which is what happened. And I don't know why they're telling me it didn't. So this person tweeted, they said, furthermore, you probably didn't like the swimming pigs because they reminded you of your fat sloppy ass. You wanted to eat the hot dog <laughs> you was feeding them. 
What? I, is this person is supplying the sausage or something? They're, I maybe. mean, it feels like they are mad you exposed them. <laughs> oh boy, it really. And then everyone's calling me a liar, and I'm like, why would I lie? Why would I pick the Bahamas to lie about a well-to-do country where people love vacationing? I've heard about it since I was a kid. I don't know. It's been very, very funny. They really are being mean. <laughs> That would be a very detailed, specific lie to be like, I went to the Bahamas, I was swimming with pigs. It's like, who is this person? All I said was my fantasy ended once they started shitting in the ocean because they're pigs. You know, I loved them until they were like, plop, plop. And I was like, we got to get out of here. My adventure aquatic shoes can only do so much against whatever's in shit. How long were you in the water for? We were there for like, it was a whole tour. So we went to... Harbor Island, which was like beautiful. They have pink sand. You cannot photograph Ooh. it because you, you can't really tell it's pink unless you like bump up the contrast. But it was fucking stunning. It was so beautiful. And then we went to, I think it was Rose Island for the pigs. They were great. I They were adorable. I got to hold one. And then we went to Spanish Wells, which is a very interesting island. I won't talk about it because I don't want people to get even madder at me. But Google it. It's interesting. Um, and then... At the end of the tour, they were like, who wants to snorkel? I was like, we've been on this tour for eight hours. Take us back home. <laughs> it was I. It was pretty, but boy, oh boy, I felt like I had been to war after I left. I, I mean, I feel like there's been a lot of backpedaling here on your part. You're saying beautiful, interesting. You're doing everything to cover up whatever you said on Kimmel. <laughs> Here's the thing. You can have a bad time in a beautiful place. <laughs> That's a nice life lesson. Yes. You can go to the most beautiful place in the whole wide world. I went to um, Barcelona and I loved it, but I had my purse stolen. My whole <laughs> purse was just ripped out of my life. But to be fair, in their defense, I did scream, I have mucho dinero, which is I have <laughs> lots of money in Spanish. No, I can have a horrible time anywhere. Yes. Put me somewhere and I will make myself miserable. Don't try me. <laughs> Speaking of being miserable, um, are you in a relationship? <laughs> <laughs> I've been miserable for eight years. Eight years? Boy, oh boy, yes. that's a nice long time. How did you meet? Um, we met on Tinder. I was like, when we met, I was still unbelievably closeted. Oh, really? Like, yeah, to, I had told literally no people other than the men I went on dates with. Oh, I, it's so, I don't want to say funny to me to be in the closet, but I just, for me, it feels so incredibly strange that people care about people's sexual orientation as much as they do. It is mind boggling. Like what you do doesn't affect me. Well, it certainly does, Nicole. Everything everyone does <laughs> has a huge effect on my life. <laughs> no, people are nosy. Uh, people are nosy. I'm a nosy person. I love I'm extremely nosy. <laughs> I love it. But like, I don't care the gender. I just care about the person. Do you know what I mean? Right, right. I just like to hear news and I, I, there's no judgment there. Mm -hmm. It's just like it's fun to hear new gossip. I'm not going to yeah. uh, force anything on you. <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to tell you how to live your life. Just tell me. Tell me the Jews. <laughs> yes. That like trans ban in Tennessee is so mind boggling to me because I was like, wait, what? Why? What What did a drag show ever do? Is like someone in Congress trying to get on Drag Race and like they can't get on? 
So they're like, <laughs> they're well, just I'll mad just about the whole situation. <laughs> <laughs> That's like, probably closer fuck? to the truth than we know. It's so why it doesn't. I'm like genuinely confused about it. It's because it's awful, and it—I mean—it truly has no basis in logic. It's, it's wild, but th- it makes me understand why you stayed closeted for so long. Oh my God! Well, I'm from Utah, so it's just like—I <gasps> mean, I was closeted to myself until I was 26, 27. I mean, it's really did a number on me. Okay, so I know it's cliche to ask. Growing up in Utah, are, were you were you raised Mormon? <laughs> I was oh. full Mormon. Okay. Yes. What does what is it like being Mormon? <laughs> it's um it's both uh simultaneously very strange and uh-huh. extremely boring. It's the most uh it's the weirdest boring thing you can do. Okay. Uh it's just like uh, you there there are like good things you're raised with like be honest, work hard, that sort of thing. But then there's all the other bullshit that's like mm-hmm. judge other people uh, uh that sort of thing. So some Mormons have like multiple wives, but that's like banned, right? Yeah. So that is now like the mainstream Mormon church no longer practices that. I think okay. they practice it until like basically until the government government was like, no, you can't do this anymore, mm-hmm. which was like the late 19th century, early 20th century. And then when that happened, splinter groups formed uh, and who continue to practice polygamy. Interesting. Are your parents still Mormons? They're still Mormons, yes. Is it one of those things, like I know in some religions, it's like if you leave the religion, they're like, goodbye, we hate you. Is Mormonism <laughs> the same? Or is it, they're just like, oh, okay. It's, uh, I would say it's somewhere in between. I mean, like uh. I have friends whose parents were kind of like, bye. Mm-hmm. Uh, but like most, uh, I think most mainstream Mormons at this point are pretty moderate. So like they deal with it as it comes. Like my parents were perfectly, well, not perfectly okay. I think it kind of broke their hearts for a while, but Mm -hmm. they're cool with me and my boyfriend now. Uh, It's it's not like a Scientology thing where it's like now it's a, I'm a suppressive person or whatever. Oh, okay. That's nice. That I like that. I'm like, all right, we can be a little disappointed because you get disappointed about people choosing different things, you know? (laughs) <laughs> yeah you don't okay like the same me. food as me yeah i'm disappointed that you don't like lasagna <laughs> you didn't like the song i recommended <laughs> um okay i have another question so you met your boyfriend on tinder um when did you know that your boyfriend was like the person that you wanted to be with that's a that's a really good question because i'm first of all extremely indecisive hmm. second of all i it was very early in into me dating or being in gay relationships that I met him. So it was like, there was a long span of, like, I felt like I was in love with him maybe six months in. Okay. But then it was, you know, a while before I was like, is this going to be a full thing that I can hold on to? Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, who knows what the timing on, on that is. Who was the one in the relationship first to be like, hey, let's lock this down and I want to be just with you and um, I love you. Who said it first? It, oh, I'm a thousand percent him. He still <laughs> he continu- he continues to tell people that uh, we went on a date on a Tuesday, and then I went on a date with somebody else on a Thursday. And he, every time we're in company telling people about our relationship, he brings up this thing: of, how dare Bridger go on a date with someone else after we went on a date? It was like that's, and it never works out for him. Every every time people are like, yeah, that's normal <laughs> behavior. <laughs> but he. 
he just says he was like almost immediately in love with me, which is <sighs> wonderful. Uh, very sweet. But That's so nice. It took uh, some convincing for me. Okay. What's the most romantic thing you or your boyfriend has ever done? Oh, my God. Um, that's a great question. Neither of us is that romantic. I oh. mean, uh, I would say, <laughs> I actually, this is kind of romantic. He, uh, we were thinking about going to Europe for a while. And again, I'm extremely indecisive and panicking about, about money all the time. So I just never do anything. <laughs> and uh, we had, I had been like, basically lying, like, oh, we'll go to France soon. Just saying mm -hmm. that, you know, <laughs> kicking the ball down the court or whatever the thing is uh and then one day he just texted me i got us i got us tickets to france and uh that to me was so unbelievably unbelie romantic that he made a decision mm -hmm. and he took care of things he just said this is what we're doing and uh then we went on a nice vacation that is nice i have a friend who was going out with her boyfriend i think and he was like, what do you want to eat? And she said, I don't know. And he said, great, get dressed. We're going to this place. And she was like, it was so hot that he just made a choice. <laughs> Can you imagine the absolute heat from decision making? I mean, I get it. I'm pretty indecisive. But then like, once I choose to do something, I'm like, okay, I've chosen. We have to do it. <laughs> I am so unbelievably jealous of that. Is that a behavior you've like kind of worked on or has that just been your natural personality? I think I've been like this my whole life. Like if I oh. decide to do something, I think it has to do with like ADHD and hyper-focusing where I'm like, well, this is what I do now. So I'm <laughs> in the process of putting up wallpaper in my guest bedroom and I ordered like four samples but then I was like, oh, I'm definitely going with this one, this one that I like. I, I'm pretty sure I like it. I, I'll get the sample, but I'm pretty sure. And then I ordered four paint sample, no, five paint samples. But I'm like, mm, I'm 100% sure I'm going to do this color and this color. I just wanted to, like, confirm it in person. So, yeah, pretty decisive. Well, and it's fun to get samples. You, I think you have to get samples. Uh ice cream paint anything mm -hmm. it's part of the buying process and it's built into the cost let's be honest it really is and this is um it's pharaoh and ball and they give you these itty bitty little cans Ooh, is that the sample can that's a sample can and it's so cute i just got a sample can of uh paint i just needed a small bit for a door I didn't even know you could buy the sample can. I was I was ready to buy like three gallons of paint. No, 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 no. You can get a sample can. So Pharaoh and Ball, they do a smaller one. If you go to like Home Depot, they have, they're like twice the size of what I just showed you. And then, do you know lime wash paint? Have you discovered that? No. What's lime wash? So lime wash, I don't know if you're going to be able to see the texture on the camera. No, it just looks flat. Uh, <laughs> but it kind of looks I like. I can see kind of a dithering. Yeah, it kind of looks like stonish, and it, you can see the paint Ooh. strokes, and it's really, really cute. And I had never seen it in person. Wait, and what is that called? Lime wire? Lime wash. Lime wire lime is the lime wire is a... the music website where you can download <laughs> things. <laughs> it's kind of a Napster or a what yes. was the other thing? Kazaa or something? Kazaa. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> um. Okay, I have another query. So. I have some research on you that my lovely <laughs> assistant Lindsay did. I love her so much. Okay, so you went to auto shows with your brothers and your dad when you were a kid. Does this mean you're an adult car lover or you just had to go? 
That's so interesting. I uh, first of all, I can't remember ever telling anybody that. So God knows where she <laughs> gathered that information. <laughs> um, but we went. I kind of went re- sort of reluctantly as a kid. Mm-hmm. Uh, there were cars I like to see, and it's fun to see like the prototype cars that are basically robots or whatever, like the little peak of the future. And then, like as I got older, I began to kind of resent my dad and brothers kind of hyper-focus on cars, their obsession Mm -hmm. with it. So there was a long period when I didn't care about cars. Now, there are a few cars I have. I finally admitted to myself I have dream cars. Okay. Do you want to know what they are? Of course. They're not not that fancy. A Subaru Brat, (laughs) which are you familiar? I actually am not. It's a gorgeous car. I think they were made, made from like late 70s till early 80s and it's basically a miniature el camino yeah it's adorable it's a little pickup isn't that a cute car and you can get chairs in the back you can this is very very cute (laughs) i would love to get a car like that you you can (laughs) it might take a minute but you could find one i could but again i don't know i i anything extra is a little hard for me to commit to i get it uh, but the other car is a Chrysler LeBaron. A, uh, oh, yes, a convertible LeBaron. Chrysler LeBaron. Oh, gorgeous car. Let me look that up. I know what they look like, but I just want to see. Ooh, let's see. Chrysler LeBaron. Why won't it just show? I guess I can't just Google Chrysler <laughs> <laughs> and expect it to show up. Ooh, yes. It. Do you want a two-door? Did it come in a four-door? No, it only came in a two-door. Okay, two-door. Yeah, two-door is great. White or the one with the uh, wood paneling would be great. I mean... Or maybe a snappy red. You could find one of these in very good condition. They're really... I think that they're like kind of... Their time has come where people are like, oh, we want LeBarons. Well, I mean, people sell them on like... Uh, like like a uh, vintage car websites and like you'll find a lot of like wild cars that you're like nobody would ever have this and you're like oh my favorite car growing up was a Mitsubishi 3000 GT which is an economical Ooh. Japanese sports car <laughs> I loved it because I was like it's not that much money um, <laughs> <laughs> it's attainable <laughs> it's attainable for me um, my assistant <laughs> found out that you loved a Plymouth Prowler. <laughs> The Plymouth Prowler's a different, uh, uh, my love of that is a different category, where I think the car looks, it's a wild looking vehicle, and the culture surrounding it is very interesting. It's kind of like boomer, uh, let's meet in the Sears parking lot culture, and uh, they're like, they do photo shoots of like, it's just all very odd, very strange. I'll go to the message boards on occasion. That culture's very weird. And the car looks ridiculous. It looks like a prying mantis. I'm not saying that. A, pry, <laughs> a praying mantis? A prying Pray- mantis? You bring up a great question here. I don't think anyone knows how to say that. Is it prying? I think it's spelled praying, but I think a lot of people say prying. But it's clearly like, I think it, it's called praying because its hands are kind of in a prayer. Oh. Or a, let's not say hands. It's little... Little, in, little uh, well, legs? Tentacles. Um, Ten- yeah, I don't know. Yeah, legs, I suppose. <laughs> uh, but it, uh, it does kind of look like a pea mantis. Right? That's what I think. Wait, real quick, Bridger, we have to take a break. 
Did you know that it's Asian American and Pacific Islander Heritage Month? Macy's is highlighting some really cool AAIP-owned brands right now, like Cardin, Kaja, Emilia George, and Hey Meave. Plus, you can help support college access and student success when you donate online or round up in-store to APIA scholars. APIA is the nation's leading nonprofit organization devoted to the academic, personal, and professional success of Asian American, Native Hawaiian, and Pacific Islander students. Shop Asian American and Pacific Islander-owned brands at Macy's.com or in-store. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. You know, there's always something that I really need to talk about. And thank God I have a podcast. But then there's stuff that I don't want to reveal publicly. So I talk to a therapist. And listen, we all carry around different stressors, big and small. And when we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get stuff off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire, get matched with a licensed therapist, and switch therapists at any time for no additional cost. And I got to say, that's very important because the first person you meet might not be good for you. So even though it's work, you got to work to find someone who like is helpful and is good for you. So don't stick with someone just because you feel like you have to. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash date me today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash date me. Okay, Bridger, we are back. Okay, so when you first moved to L.A., you lived with a married couple with a newborn baby? <laughs> Where is this information coming from? This is fascinating. <laughs> I'm talking too much on podcasts. I need to shut up. I mean, yeah. Uh, yes, my fr- uh <laughs> Yeah. We we're just giving people our whole lives just on the internet. God knows what I've told people. You kind of just go into a fugue state on a podcast and just release all information. Mm-hmm. Uh I yeah, my first apartment was with a couple who were like in their late to early uh late 40s, early 50s and they're baby. Um, I didn't know anyone in LA, so I found them through Craigslist. It was like mm-hmm. $600 a month. Uh, moved in with them. Uh, the first night, they told me we would be splitting groceries and that it would be $150 a week, which to me at the time, I was like, oh, <laughs> so my bank account will be done in a month. That's a lot of money. <laughs> it's a lot for basically three people. So $300, but I don't even know how much they were spending on. Like, what are they buying? Yeah, what are they buying? One, two. So that's not. Wait, you think it was three hundred dollars a week, and they weren't doing one fifty a piece? Yeah, that's my question. Were they each doing one fifty? So are they spending four hundred and fifty dollars a week on groceries? <laughs> You're buying very good meat. That's wild. <laughs> They're like, we're so hungry. Uh, but I told that was like the first problem because it's like well i can't do that and then Mm -hmm. they began to kind of resent me and i didn't want to talk to them because they were very strange uh and then like two well the other little thing that i an early red flag was i came in and this the woman was watching a movie i believe it was the adam sandler movie jack and jill Mm -hmm. and i said oh how's the movie and she said that's funny but it's not shrek funny and i thought (laughs) this is a fascinating person (laughs) Uh, but, uh, like Uh, two and a half or three months in, I told them I was moving out and they freaked out. They were, 
furious. Oh no! And it was it was month to month. You can't blame me. Yeah, you set this up. You said you can leave at any time. <laughs> it's month to month. Right. What's uh, what's the problem with that? So we left on not good terms. I feel mm. like one of them recently tried to add me on Instagram or something, and I said, no, thank you. I love when people, you don't, like, say you're like, your friendship or your acquaintanceship doesn't end well, and then they try to, like, get back in your life. Like, I had a roommate where... We had a very bad altercation at the end of our roommateship. And then they they also did something really terrible to me that I don't need to unpack right now because I'll unpack it in therapy sometimes. <laughs> Only for the end of the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> but um, she recently, she had been DMing me. I didn't realize this for years. Being like, what? hey, <gasps> you know, you were one of my best friends. What happened between us wasn't between us. It was like other people come to my wedding. And I was like, oh, oh Lord, um, friend, <laughs> no. Come to your wedding? What? We haven't spoken in 20 years. Oh, wait, you got a wedding invitation through a message request? <laughs> sure did. Sure did on you know, Instagram has like your friends and then like people you don't know. And it was in the people you don't know because I don't follow her and uh, or them. I'm trying to keep it ambiguous. <laughs> <laughs> they, were, they were, well, the cat's out of the bag, but yeah. they were basically like spamming you to get yes. you to go to their wedding. <laughs> and I'm not going to your wedding. We ended off terribly. You've got to get back in touch. No, never. It's you know, you need to, to get mend. in touch with that baby. How old do you think that baby is now? <laughs> the baby that I haven't thought about. I've been picturing a baby for the last 11 years. <laughs> the baby's probably in sixth grade at this point. <laughs> you got to reach out and be like, I was there when you were a baby. No, I'm kidding. Don't do that. That would be so weird. <laughs> <laughs> Wow, you've really opened my eyes to something that I had not considered. I just thought this has been a baby. Babies grow up. You heard it here first. <laughs> that baby could be listening to the podcast right now. <laughs> I wonder. Hello, baby. <laughs> Hello, baby. Imagine that baby's like obsessed with your career and listens to everything you do. Oh, no. Just thinking of that gifts to shattering. give you on your podcast. They're like, I have this old binky. That's the only baby thing I can think of. <laughs> <laughs> the baby's been holding on to a binky for its entire life. I gotta give it to Bridger. He left me as a baby. <laughs> wow, wow, wow. <laughs> I do love that that woman holds Shrek as the, the beacon of comedy. That kind is of the such gold a, standard. A beautiful way. It's not as funny as Shrek. Well, this was a little funnier <laughs> than Shrek. That is on par with Shrek. That's funny. <laughs> 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 oh, but God bless them. You know, God it was bless. a place to stay for a minute. I wonder how many people who don't like that trans, like trans, the the who signed the anti-trans bill, I wonder how many of those people watch Jack and Jill. Because isn't that Adam Sandler and drag? Oh, that's a good question. Yes. I bet they all did. And they probably loved it. Right? I always think of that. I'm like, so like, you're not okay with performances, but you're okay with like Medea and Big Mama's mm -hmm, House. Totally. And like... I don't know. Tom Hanks got his start in Bosom Buddies. Wasn't that like two men of who course. posed as women? And we all love Tootsie. Tootsie? <laughs> Introduce me to one person who doesn't like Tootsie. I don't care where you are in the political spectrum. You love Tootsie. Tootsie's great. I recently saw it's it for so the first good. time. It's a great movie. 
Yeah, it's very fun. To, I mean, it's a little scary in some ways, but it's a <laughs> wonderful movie. It, you know, it doesn't really hold up, you know, exactly that well, <laughs> but uh, it's fun. You know what's a good movie? The Minions Rise of Gru. I just watched it on my flight <laughs> yesterday. It's great. It's good. I've never seen a Minions film. Oh, Bridget. It <laughs> is just as funny, if not funnier, than Shrek. <laughs> Okay, I'm I'm downloading it now. <laughs> I mean, I genuinely really love it. Okay, Bridger, here is a question. So when you were dating as a closeted person, um, did the people you date have issue with that? Like, were they fine? Or were they like, hey? Um, only one of them had kind of an issue. Like a guy that I, like the first person that I began sort of seriously seeing, it's not that he had a problem with it, but that he was just like, you should probably do something about this. It's mm-hmm. like for your own good. Um, but it wasn't, it didn't feel pushy or anything. It was just like, you know, you're 30 years old, that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, he didn't convince me. <laughs> he <laughs> didn't, didn't change my mind. <laughs> he was not the one. He simply wasn't the one, but bless his heart. Uh, it was like... It, the reason I finally came out was because I met Jim and it was like, oh, this person's going to be in my life for a while. I can introduce him to people. And it felt like secure. That's nice and sweet. <laughs> That's I so hope nice. so. I like that. I like to occasionally say something nice about my boyfriend. It's like he's just going to he's going to be around. So I might as well just introduce <laughs> him to people. <laughs> I'm going to have to. um okay what is like the worst date you ever went on the worst so the worst date with a man i ever went on was i went on a single date when i was in utah like i was back home visiting my parents and i went on a tinder date with someone who truly did not speak the entire meal i'm not sure what where Mm. he was in his journey I bought us some very nice uh, Indian fried chicken. It was delicious. Uh, I'm afraid that place closed down, which is such a drag. Uh, he didn't talk. We sat there hmm. almost essentially in silence. I mean, I tried to, you know, I kept trying to get the conversation going. But he probably said a total of 10 words over the course of an hour. Hmm. <laughs> what do you make That's of that? That's mystifying. <laughs> it's mystifying to me. When somebody goes, I guess there are quiet people, but if I was a quiet, like a known quiet person and I go on a date with somebody, I'm going to be like, hey, just so you know, I'm like a pretty quiet person. So I love silence. If that's okay, (laughs) then like, let's go out. I will warn people. Right, And maybe people are probably into that. There are people out there that love that. But uh, when you kind of just show up and that's your personality and you don't explain it, it becomes a confusing (laughs) situation. It's like I felt like like I was there with my I don't even know what the relationship could be like your angry son or something. <laughs> God, my son is so angry with me. I guess he doesn't <laughs> like his chicken. <laughs> yeah, that was probably That's funny. Probably the worst date I ever went on. I most of my dates have been pretty positive experiences even with uh when I was wildly dating women. Okay, here's a question. When you were dating women, were you, okay, because some gay men are like, ick, yuck, pussy, <laughs> titties, yuck, yuck, yuck. <laughs> were you, do you feel like 
you were like that at all? Or were you like, yeah, what did it feel like to date women even though you might not have been sexually attracted to them? Um, well, I'm not repulsed by the female form. <laughs> so if that's like that's the concise answer to the question. Yeah. Okay. Um, I knew I wasn't interested. I knew there was no draw for me whatsoever. Um, but I wasn't like, oh, my God, I'm going to have to – what am I going to have to do here? It's like I guess this mm-hmm. is what being straight is. I, 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 I guess I, in my mind I was like I guess this is how men feel about women. They essentially mm. are completely numb. <laughs> uh, but that, uh, like, once I came to terms with who I am and my sexuality, it's like, oh, now I just feel uh, like a bad person that I'm dating women and, like, uh, I know it's going to go nowhere. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's why it's, like, not important to talk to sexuality to the kid, not kids, but, like, I don't know, in your preteens, when you start feeling feelings for other people, I think it's nice to be like, hey, the feelings you feel towards that person are good and normal, and it's great. As opposed to having to go through so many years of like, I guess we're just dead inside as we (laughs) date around. (laughs) (laughs) Totally. I mean, I think often, well, I try not to because it's kind of sad, but I'm like, if I had been, if any of this had been explained to me, what would high school have actually been like for me? It's like my reality was so far removed from an average high schooler because I just didn't know what to do with myself. Mm-hmm. Maybe the fear is that, like, if everyone has a nice time, the world will end. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> There's so only weird. enough good times for a certain amount of people. Got to divvy them I up. I guess so. Um, I like I don't I'm like not interested in dating right now. Um I just, I've been in the streets for too long. I'm cold. I'm wet. I'm tired. I have to go inside. <laughs> and I like met this guy and we started texting and I didn't know what his intentions were. And then he made them known today. And then I felt really bad when I was like, oh, I'm not looking to date right now. Oh. And then he said something. He was just like, thank you so much for letting me know. Um, and then was like, do you want to continue this as like a friend thing? But I feel weird saying sure, because I'm like, you feel like you you want to be romantic with me. So it feels mean yeah, almost clearly. to like continue a, a, like being a like we don't know each other to continue a friendship. And we know he still has that hope in his heart that like eventually you'll cave and be like, OK, I'm ready to date you now. And yeah. Yeah, that feels like tricky territory. It feels like I'm entrapment. It feels like entrapment that I've tried to do to men for years. <laughs> hey, we can just be friends, and then you'll wake up on a Tuesday and want to marry me. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good plan. I'm sure it's worked for a lot of people. You've got to have a strategy. I wonder if it has. I'm, I always have a strategy, and they never fucking work. I am always wheeling and dealing, and the world is like, bitch, stop it. Just sit still. One day it's going to happen. I don't know, but I'm getting old. I did see this Instagram where this lady was like, I'm almost 40 years old. I've never been kissed. I've never had sex. I've never had a relationship, and that is okay because life doesn't happen the same way for everybody else. And I was like, damn, that lady's secure with, her, with this, oh. and I'm not. I don't know if I'll ever be. It's I, it's too bad that people can't be like that. That's not a more nor like it's there's such it's been so stigmatized of like you've got to have had sex by the time you're 14 or you're not cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, but like, I mean, well, yeah, I think that's nice. Good for her. 
It is nice. And I really, really liked it. And I was like, she's right. Shit doesn't happen at the same time for everybody. But, like, how is she okay with it? And then, like, there was a bunch of comments that were like, she's not actually okay with it. She's just saying it. And I'm like, I don't know. Maybe she is faking it till she makes it. But, like, I needed to hear it. It was nice to hear. And I don't know. Where's the movie of, like, a single lady who who's single at the end and happy? Oh, wouldn't that be a nice end to a movie rather than ending up with some <laughs> horrible actor? Right? She's just like, actually... No thanks. And then, like, some empowering music comes as she walks into the sunset alone. <laughs> I'm all I'm all I need coming to theaters. <laughs> what was like? I was going to ask you. Do you like to set people up? Um, I once set up two friends years and years and years ago. He had a crush. This kid had a crush on my friend, and he was like, "How do I? How do I get her to go out with me?" And I was like, "Honestly, just tell her you want to take her out. You're a cutie." And then he did, and they dated for a while. But I think that's the last people I set up. Okay, because I'm obsessed Why? with it. Uh, I'm constantly thinking about setting people up. Uh, haven't it hasn't succeeded? I haven't succeeded in years. Oh. But I just know a lot. I mean, in L.A., all of the good, uh, it's all women and mm, who mm-hmm. want to date men. And it's just like, I know two good men for every 100,000 good women. <laughs> so it's a, a challenge. It is a challenge. But also, I am open to dating any old person. I don't identify uh, as anything, I'm just Nicole the slut <laughs> looking for love. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm not like, but then again, I'm not like actively looking for non men. Right. So like right. my search is pretty heteronormative, but I just keep the, do- it's like I live in like the straight house, but all the doors and windows are open and anyone can come in. <laughs> I don't think that's a bad place to be at all. Thank you. I think it's embarrassing when people are just straight. I'm like, ew. (laughs) That's so gross. It's 2023. Have some fun. I'm uh, completely on board with that. Thank you so much. Okay, so wait, when's the last time you set somebody up? I mean, that's the thing. (laughs) Kind of uh, probably 2010 or something. It's been yeah, a long same time, for me. but I, I, I'm still chasing that high. It's very exciting when it works out. And then you're like, I've improved both of these people's lives. My boyfriend has recently kind of gotten after me for trying. He's like, you have to leave people alone. <laughs> if it ends up bad, you're part of the bad equation. Uh, maybe I just like to be in people's business. Maybe that's really what's going on. I mean, it's one of my favorite things to know things about people and then have a friend come over for wine and then we talk about whatever and then they go, do you have any goss? Any gossip going on? And I'm like, actually, yes. (laughs) You can't tell anybody, but it's one of my favorite things to do. I've almost started leading with that question. I'm like, let's just cut the shit with all the other conversation topics. I'm just like, what have you heard? It's there's so it's always fun to hear a nice little piece of gossip. Oh, during the pandemic, I was so gossip starved. But oh. now we're in these streets, people are misbehaving. Oh, it's getting fun again. <laughs> the, during the pandemic, when I, we would occasionally have somebody over to like sit in the backyard, it really felt mm-hmm. like they had crossed the prairie to spread some news. It was like, please bring any sort of information about other people. It was so satisfying oh. to hear a piece of gossip. Oh, I loved it. I loved it. I loved it. Um, I have a question. 
Okay, so you were in the closet for a long time, which is like kind of like secret keeping. Um, speaking of like spilling the gossip, so like you're good <laughs> at keeping secrets. Do you think that affected your ability to share things with your partner? Uh, I to share with anybody. I mean, it's really mm. a, a thing that I've been like. I continue to have to work through. It's like uh, just being intimate with other people is extremely difficult for me. I mean, I've gotten better, but sh- uh, sharing a Opinion. I mean, like even little opinions is hard for me to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, let alone like big feelings. I mean, I think being on like hosting a podcast really helped me with that. Actually, it's just like, oh, you you have to say something on this microphone. So, uh, <laughs> but and my boyfriend is on the opposite end of the spectrum there, where he like he shares every feeling that and thought that comes to him at all times. So mm-hmm. he's helped me kind of along with sharing information, but I'm still uh, kind of a brick wall. I kind of feel you with that. I, um, I, it, I don't know why I do. I hide a lot behind like bits and stuff. Like uh-huh. when I date people, even for like two, three months, I'm still like bits, 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 bits. No, you can't know an actual opinion that I have. You can't know what my <laughs> hopes, dreams, and wishes are. Uh, you can't know that, uh, um, <laughs> I don't know. I can't think of anything really deep right now. But yeah, I have a hard time. I think it's because if I'm jokey and stupid, I'm like, if you reject that, that's fine because it's a joke and I'm being silly. But it's like if I'm like actually real with you and don't tell you a story filled with jokes, it's like, and if you're not interested, that means you're rejecting me as a person. You hate me as a person. And I'd rather not do that. Completely. I mean, jokes are cheap. They're very they're free to us and you can provide as many as you want. But like you're self is like i've got the one thing and if it doesn't work for this person then oh no yeah oh no what do we do i went on a date with the man this was a while ago and maybe i've told this story before but bridger you haven't heard it i have so i went on a date with this man um he asked me when my birthday was and i said august 29th same as michael jackson only one of us celebrates and he <laughs> <laughs> And I laughed really hard. And he goes, wow, you thought that was really funny. You could keep that one. And I was like, oh. Oh, that's that to me, like, even if you don't find something funny, like an aggressive response like that is like, where are you coming from as a person? How do you survive in the world? Yeah. Why are you so mean? But like it didn't bother me because I was like, oh, yeah, okay, I'll keep that joke. I'll keep that to myself. (laughs) (laughs) I'll save it for my podcast, you asshole. And I was like, mental note, don't tell that man anything that might actually hurt your feelings. Of course. But then later, I How long did. did that last? That lasted for three months, right until right before the pandemic. Um. I had said to him, I was like, I really like you. And he was like, I really like you. And I was like, do you want to, like, hang out during the day? <laughs> and maybe, like, you introduce me to your friends. And then he goes, I don't know if I believe in monogamy. And I was like, oh. okay. <laughs> Could have uh, told wow. me that up top. Oh, yeah. God. But now he's in a monogamous relationship. Of course. Uh, I'm a super sleuth. I'm Harriet the Spy. Um, <laughs> and I think he's like engaged now. And it's, you know, really good. Really good for him. What a dream. Good for him and wh- whatever joyless bore he found. Yeah. That stupid bitch. She's probably the <laughs> nicest lady in the world. <laughs> she probably has. To, that's probably true. She has to be to be in a relationship with this person. Yeah. Because this man. He's so mean. He was so mean. He hated any time I was... Okay, 
I'm a late person. I understand it's uh, rude and uh, I'm not like respecting your time and stuff. But like, listen, I have ADHD. Before I leave the house, there's 10 million things I have to do before I get in the car and finish tasks that I've never started. <laughs> but he would get so mad and would be like snippy for like the first 15, 20 minutes of our oh. dates. And I'm like, oh, God, I just got to be on time. Maybe he'll like me. Oh. And then one time I was on time. And then he was still pretty snippy. And I was like, I think this man hates me. And I was like, I'm going to make him like me. And then he was like, uh, nah, bitch. <laughs> you shouldn't have to work that hard to get somebody to like you. Let me ask you this, Nicole. I'm mm-hmm. always very on time, uh, probably to a fault. And I have a lot of mm-hmm. friends who are not on time at all. What do you think about me like scheduling things or telling the person uh, let's meet a half hour, like let's meet at five o'clock when I know I'm going to meet them at 530? knowing that they'll show up at 5.30. Is that dishonest? Is that... No, it's really good. I might start it's doing It's really, that. really good. Because if you, if we make plans, nine times out of 10, I'm going to say, hey, I'm running 15 minutes late. 15 minutes means 25 minutes to a half hour. <laughs> uh, 15 just sounds more appropriate. <laughs> so when I we get dinner, bad. I tell you, uh, let's meet at... Uh, 3 p.m. and I'll show up at 7 p.m. and we'll be good. And I will get there at 9.30. (laughs) (laughs) I will have a weapon. (laughs) Well, it just like, I get it. Like, people love being on time. It just... I feel like I like I should just tell people, I'm like, it's a disability, okay? Or I don't know if ADHD is a disability. I'm neurotypical. I don't know. What is it? Uh, Neuroatypical? Oh, what's neurodivergent? That seems... I don't know. I feel like I've heard that. It's neuro something. Something's going on with the brain that you can't help. No. Hmm. And it's really awful. I truly wait until the time I'm supposed to be somewhere to leave. And then (laughs) I'm like sitting in traffic being like, I don't know. I don't know. And are you like in that moment, are you like sweating, panicking? Or are you just like, well, this is what it is. No, sweating and panicking and driving oh, like a, a maniac. Oh, I hate to hear that. Like a full-blown crazy person. <laughs> Lay back and relax. You're already late. Have the time of your life. I can't because I know everyone's going to be mad at me because I'm consistently <laughs> so late. Um, at my job on Grand Crew, they schedule me a half hour earlier oh, than I'm supposed to be. <laughs> so even professionally, you're late. <laughs> yeah. Wow, that's but amazing. I don't, I've never held up production. Okay. That is my saving grace. I'm late, but I've never held up production. But they don't want it to ever happen, so they scheduled me a half hour. I remember once we were on location, and if you don't know what that means, if you're listening, it just means we're not shooting on a soundstage at a lot. We're just at the actual location that the, the scene is set in. And I got there right at my call time. Like, 5 a.m. Oh. on the dot, maybe 4.50, 4.59. Roll in. Transmo hadn't even landed with the trailers yet. (laughs) (laughs) That line producer was exposed. Uh Uh-huh. And then I asked, I was like, do you schedule me early? And they were like, what do you think? And I said, I understand. Thank you so much. (laughs) But now you have that information. Are you now showing up even later? What's going on? No. I. So I know I have a grace period. From my call time to my actual call time. So I always shoot for what is written on the call sheet. I'm always working and striving for that. Um, (laughs) And (laughs) does it happen? Hardly ever. This is stressing me out in a huge way. 
I know. It stresses a lot of people out and people think it's disrespectful. But I'm telling you, even at four o'clock in the morning, I wake up and I'm like, I better braid my dog's hair. And it's like four. <laughs> well, what? that's important. The dog's got a big day ahead of it. What if it meets a nice oh, guy? It, Doesn't want to look like a mess. Yeah. What if Clyde meets somebody? He's got a purple <laughs> tail and he doesn't have a braid in his hair. Like, they're going to say, you're not fashionable. <laughs> um, okay, Bridger, I have a question. What is your advice to me, a single woman who is 47 years old? Um, what is your advice? What is my advice just as far as, like, uh, the world of love? Wait, before you do that, I have to toss to another break. Ooh, break time. Today and every day, Planned Parenthood is committed to ensuring that everyone has the information and resources they need to make their own decisions about their bodies, including abortion care. Lawmakers who oppose abortion are attacking Planned Parenthood, which means affordable, high-quality, basic health care for more than 2 million people is at stake. The right to control your body and get the health care everyone needs has been stolen. And now politicians in nearly every state have introduced bills that would block people from getting the sexual and reproductive care they need. Planned Parenthood believes everyone deserves health care. It's a human right. And that's why they fight every day to push for common sense policies that protect your right to control your own body and against policies that interfere with decisions between patients and their doctors. Planned Parenthood needs your support now more than ever. With supporters like you, you can help reclaim your rights and protect and expand access to abortion care. Visit PlannedParenthood.org future. That's PlannedParenthood.org future. Okay. Hey, did you know one in five Americans have learn a new language on their bucket list? If that's you, make 2024 the year you finally check it off the list with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste time on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts to help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching so you're ready to practice what you've learned out in the real world. Babbel made it super easy for me to brush up on my Spanish before my vacation to Mexico. See how I said that? It's, it's better and it sounds like I speak Spanish. It just makes traveling better so you can like order food, ask for directions and flirt with the locals. Me encanta muchacho! <laughs> without having to consult language apps while on vacation. Here's a special limited time deal for my listeners. Right now, get 60% off your Babbel subscription, but only for my listeners at babbel.com slash date me. Get up to 60% off at babbel.com slash date me. Spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash date me. Rules and restrictions may apply. Okay. <laughs> We're back. <laughs> Cliffhanger of all cliffhangers. Um, I think I think the advice I want is like not to be happy with myself and that it's going to come when it comes, but like how to actively get somebody. Ooh, I Ooh, think. Okay, <laughs> what was? Do you remember what you said on Tinder to to snatch that man? <laughs> That's a great question. I'm sure it was something embarrassing. 
Because on on every dating service, you are either trying to be as chill as possible or you're trying too hard. Neither really works. There's no mm-hmm. way to effectively communicate on a dating app that actually conveys your personality. If you're trying to be funny, it doesn't it flops. If you're, I mean, nothing really works. So I try to just keep it as you know short as po- a lot of, a lot of like haze and just quick mm-hmm. answers. We're trying to get to in person as quickly as possible before I destroy mm-hmm. it through text. Um, but this is what I'll say: uh, experiment more, push the boundaries when you go on a date. Who just do whatever you want. Treat it as your little oh. fun time. Make it a you know an exciting time for you. And if the other person's into your exciting time, great. If they're not, well, be your most extreme self in these situations. It's almost like performance art. Um, what's a good restaurant to take a date to? Oh, to take a date to? I just went to this place. Uh, it's called Ant- Antica Nuovo, maybe? Oh, uh, where's that? Italian place down, I think it's in Koreatown. Uh, oh, I've been there. What is the name? Can you correct me? Because I feel like I didn't say the name right. Antico Nuovo, I yes. think. Yes. So good. So there, there's not a window in the restaurant, which usually is nope. a problem. But it feels very cozy. It feels like a warm cave you're in. The food's mm-hmm. so good. Um. That's probably my number one choice. Also, but for a first date, Clark Street Diner. Clark Street Diner? Where's that? It's uh, on Franklin right before the 101. The food is so good. The atmosphere is nice. It's just, you know, a diner. It was called something else, right? Yeah, back when the food wasn't very good. It's been taken over, and now the food's mm. amazing. It's so comfortable and just oh, laid back. Oh, it was Cafe 101. Yes, yes. Uh, God bless that restaurant. And now it's restaurant. delicious? It's so good. The food's a, a truly very good, like, diner food. But, like, actual care is being put into it. The staff is friendly. I have no complaints. Okay. I want to move in. You want to move in? I want to live in that diner. <laughs> well... You can live above it. Isn't there a Best Western above it? Oh, that's true. I just move into the motel. Imagine living in a... I know people live in a, in hotels um, or like motels or whatever, but there's some people who live in like Marriott's, like in like fancy hotels. Not that Marriott's fancy, right. but you know. <laughs> like we'll have right, like an I... apartment at the Four Seasons. And I'm like, but if you have money like that, why don't you live in a home? Right. I mean... The money you're spending on a hotel room is absurd. Right? But I guess some people just love to watch their money just fly out the door, just burning it. Isn't that there like a story about a or a movie about a little girl who lives in a hotel? Oh, Tilda? No. Adelaide? No. no. Madeline? <laughs> it's, something in the, it's like in the Madeline Adelaide category. Yeah. Uh, I wish I could remember her name. Me too. I think like the idea of living in an expensive hotel, your life is either truly amazing or you're like going through a horrible divorce oh eloise eloise thank you mars (laughs) yeah but there's no in between when you're living in an expensive hotel you're not just like (laughs) oh life is fine i agree did you know if you really wanted to you could live at uh margaritaville in the bahamas if that is something that you want (laughs) i looked it up while i was there i was like can i live here (laughs) can you buy like a margaritaville condo you can buy a Margaritaville <laughs> condo. 
That's great. And I thought about it because I love Margaritaville. And now Margaritaville is no longer just an idea. It's an actual place. It is an actual place. They have signs everywhere that say, if your sandal breaks, let us know. We'll run you a new one. And when it came time for me to get a new sandal, nobody knew what we were talking about. Oh, no. The company policy fell apart. Nobody knew. It was very, very fun. Um, Bridger, we've come to the end. Do you have anything that you want to promo? Yes, why not? I, you were just on my podcast. I said no gifts. You were an incredible guest. Uh, you were so delightful. My podcast is called I Said No Gifts. Uh, people bring me a gift once a week, and my home is now overflowing with objects I didn't ask for. That's fun. It's a good time. We have a nice time over there. Bridger, will you keep me updated about your home and water situation? Of course. We have the foreman coming tomorrow. I've got a big plan He's got a big plan. We're going to see what happens next. What's the plan? Can I can I know? Of course. Uh, on the side on the other side of the house, they're going to break up the concrete, dig mm-hmm. way down to the foundation. Okay. Waterproof all of that. Put in a French drain. Oh, I've heard about French drains. <sighs> I mean. I don't know. I feel like there's a chance that the water is coming from another dimension or something, and there's just nothing we can do with <laughs> this reality to stop it. But that, to me, is like uh, the only other thing we can do to this room. What else do you do? I don't know, but what if you drill down to the earth, you find the water supply, it's actually built on top of water, and Aquaman, and then those people <laughs> from Black Panther 2 appear, what would you do? <laughs> I would I would join their ranks. I mean, I, fi- I find this underwater kingdom. I'd be like, you're out to destroy my home. Good for you. Uh, I'm obviously in the way. What can I do to help? I like that you gave up so easily. You're just like, all right, have my house. I'll join. <laughs> Welcome to my personality. <laughs> I love it so much. Bridger, thank you so much for being here. This was delightful. Oh, thank you for having me. Such a good time. Okay, well. If you like this episode of Why Won't You Date Me, you can like it, you can rate it, you can give it like five stars or whatever at Apple Podcasts. And if you write me something nasty to Why Won't You Date Me podcast at gmail.com, um, you have to hit on me. It has to be nasty. I will read it. And this nice person says, Dear Nicole, if you could come perform a show in Vancouver or better, Victoria, BC, I would show you my gratitude as a fellow pole dancer after the show. I will park a chair right underneath the pole for you to sit on. I will spin around the pole in all of your glorious tee-hee-hee presence until I squirt so hard you thought it had rained. Boy, oh boy, can't think of anything I like worse. <laughs> okay, bye-bye. That's it for Why Won't You Date Me with me, Nicole Byer. Why Won't You Date Me is produced and engineered by... Oh, the sweetest woman I know, Marissa Melnick. It is executive produced by other wonderful people, Adam Sachs, Joanna Solotaroff, and Jeff Ross. Thanks for listening. I love you. Thank you so much. We'll be seeing you next Friday with a brand new episode. What a treat. What a dream. <laughs> This has been a Team Coco production.
Dive into the start of summer at Whole Foods Market. Check out their summer splash event with sales on fresh organic produce, organic strawberries, and a fan favorite sale on Ben and Jerry's and Talenti. Explore deals on grill-friendly meats like organic air-chilled chicken breast, beef and chicken kebabs, all with no antibiotics ever from our meat department. Plus, grab easy sides from prepared foods and cool off with refreshing drinks. Kick off your summer and shop in store or online at Whole Foods Market today. Whether you're making the same breakfast that you have every day or baking a cake for an extra special day, eggs are a staple in our diets. Eggland's best eggs are nutritionally superior to ordinary eggs, containing more vitamins and 25% less saturated fat. Not only are they better for you, but Eggland's best eggs taste better too. There's a reason that they're America's number one eggs. Visit egglandsbest.com for additional information and delicious recipes.